just a reminder, here at That's So Chronic, we are dedicated to sharing personal stories. We are not advocating any type of treatment, therapy, procedure or intervention. Everyone is unique, so please seek professional medical advice before making any decisions for yourself or for others. Welcome to That's So Chronic, the podcast where I, Jess Bryan, interview some incredible people from around the world that are thriving and sometimes only just surviving with chronic illnesses, life-changing injuries and potentially disastrous diagnoses. Today I am talking to Ben Hampton, who you might recognize as a gluten-free family over on Instagram. In this episode, Ben runs us through his journey to a diagnosis, what celiac disease even is, the somewhat silver lining to being diagnosed in the middle of a global pandemic, what he's found the most difficult, and the importance of finding a community. We also have a laugh at some of the gluten-free myths that are out there. And no, don't worry, celiac disease isn't contagious. Welcome to That's So Chronic. Now, most people will probably know you as a gluten-free family on social media or from your podcast, A Gluten-Free Podcast. Side note, brilliant name. I love the name of your podcast. (laughs) So easy to search for, isn't it? Yeah, so good. And it probably comes as no surprise then to a lot of the listeners today that you have a diagnosis of celiac disease. And since your diagnosis, you have been sharing your story online, you've been creating a community, you've been writing columns for Celiac Australia, and also helping spread awareness about celiac disease and also people that live with gluten intolerances, which is just fantastic. And I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. So thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Jess. And likewise, I I love listening to your podcast. I've only found it recently, but really enjoying listening to the episodes. It's just like a mutual love fest here. (laughs) podcast. I love it. (laughs) Now, before we start and chat more about your journey and your diagnosis, I'm really interested to hear what your definition of celiac disease is if someone's listening and they've got absolutely no idea how would you describe it to them for sure so celiac disease is a chronic autoimmune disease and it's not an allergy as many people think it is so basically when people with celiac disease ingest gluten uh, a protein it's found in barley rye oats and wheat and i always remember that because of the acronym i think it's an acronym brow (laughs) b-r-o-w yeah Yeah, so basically when people ingest that, when they have celiac disease, it causes this autoimmune reaction and that damages villi, which live on the small intestine. And yeah, when they become damaged, then basically they become blunted and can't absorb the nutrients that the body needs. And from that, basically you can get a lot of varying horrible symptoms and it can lead to some really bad health issues down the track. So yeah, and the only uh, known treatment for, for celiac disease at the moment is just managing it on a really strict gluten-free diet for life. Right, yeah. Yeah. So where does your story start? When did you start to experience symptoms or start seeking a diagnosis for celiac disease? I kind of feel lucky in a way because I speak to other people who have a very, very long journey with getting a diagnosis, but mine happened relatively quickly, I guess. So at the beginning of 2020, my um, daughter bought a, a gastro bug <laughs> home from daycare and 
as we all know, like you just, everybody in the house catches that everybody who's around just catches that bug. Usually with gastro bugs, they're incredibly, you know, contagious. Yeah, so there's one going around New Zealand at the moment and it is, everyone's dropping like flies. <laughs> it's so bad, right? You do, and you do not want to catch one no. of those. <laughs> it's just so bad. But yeah, we caught that and it is the sickest I've ever been like that. It was just a horrible horrible period of yeah. you know going through those gastro bugs um yeah but my wife and my daughter they kind of recovered pretty quick like within like a week but i just kept on getting sick like i went back to the doctor like i can't remember how many times mm -hmm. just constantly throughout that period over like a three or four month period and i just kept on getting sick like i had symptoms of you know like really bad stomach cramps and really really bad pain i'd have brain fog like i just couldn't think what i was doing and yeah, just constant, you know, states of different bowel issues, yeah. I suppose, but you know, we're pretty used to talking about that. So like heaps of diarrhea, constipation and back and joint pain, like everything was just cramping up like crazy. Mm -hmm. So I went to my doctor and I was basically like, what, what is going yeah. on? This is so weird. And she was just like, look, I think you're just getting over this gastro bug and you know, these viruses that just have continued to sort of, you know, give you so much trouble. Don't change your diet. Don't do anything in that regard. But I was keeping a food journal because I was just like, this is, this is so strange. Yeah. Like this can't be just related to a gastro bug. Like that's just too weird. Like I've had gastro bugs in the past. Yeah. What, what is going on here? So she just kept on sending me for tests. Like I had an ultrasound, MRI, CT, like all the blood wow. tests you can get. Yeah. Basically everything. And the only thing that came back was just really, really slight markers on my liver, which, okay. but she was just like, you know, that's to be expected you know, you've been through all these gastro bugs and maybe your body's just been fighting this. So yes, yeah, she just basically said, just continue what you're doing. You should improve with your health. But at this point, like I was dropping weight, like just crazy. Yeah. I wasn't exercising any more than I usually did. And yeah, the weight was just falling off me and I was looking really bad, like pale, yeah. gaunt. I look like a drug addict, basically. Like, yes. <laughs> And yeah, I just kept on going back to her and she was like, no, nope, you're fine. And the last appointment I had, she was just basically like, look, take some probiotics um, and everything should, should just sort of sort itself out and don't change your diet, which is probably the one thing that I, you know, I should have listened to her about that. And then at that point, like after that last appointment and I was still feeling really, really bad, uh, a friend of my wife was diagnosed with celiac at the, in the year before 2019. Okay. And she said, just ask her, like ask your doctor, what's the worst that could happen? And I thought, that's my last resort. Like I'll just, I'll go and ask, you know, in the really rare chance it could be this autoimmune disease. I don't think it would be like a, you know, pretty healthy guy. I don't think it's going to be that, yeah. but yeah, I asked her and she said, yeah, we could do that and had the blood tests and the results were just off the charts. Wow. Yeah. And so she called me in and I sat down and she was like, yeah, so yeah, you're severely celiac. And I was like, Oh, okay. okay. Um, wow. Yeah. So, and I actually went gluten-free for a period before that because I, I was keeping that food journal, as I said. And yeah. yeah, I basically by like elimination diet, DIY approach, I went gluten-free without even knowing what gluten was. Yeah. Because what kind of foods would you have been eating during that time when you were feeling really sick? Like I know when I am unwell, you know, all I want is like, toast with marmite or something yeah yeah basically like that brat diet you know like yeah. they tell you when you're growing up just stick to the banana rice apples and um 
toast is it yeah <laughs> and obviously i was having gluten toast at that point too yeah. so just just really bland diet you know when i'd have all those you know bouts of diarrhea and stuff i just thought you know just try and get the fire back, back into the diet mm -hmm. and i was just second guessing myself but i just thought you know it must be food related because each time you know i'd have gluten and i didn't even really know what gluten was yeah. but i found when i wasn't eating you know breads and pastas and all that sort of stuff that has gluten in it i was feeling way better so mm -hmm. I thought maybe I've got an intolerance. Um, so I just sort of went off it. But yeah, at that point, you know, my wife's friend was like, no, no, no. Like you need to go back on gluten for a little bit and then go get that blood test. So I did that and I was just, I was so sick. And then, uh, yeah, I had, it was a, it was during COVID. So it was really hard to book in for the endoscopy. So it was about 60 days, I think of the gluten challenge and yeah it was oh, it was bad <laughs> so what is the gluten challenge so yeah if you have been gluten free for a period of time before testing for celiac you need to be ingesting gluten into the yeah. system to get accurate accurate results both for the blood test and for the endoscopy so okay normally you should stay on gluten the whole time <laughs> uh, and don't do what i did and go gluten free before you get the test if I had not, you know, gone gluten-free for that period of time, I think my symptoms wouldn't have been as bad leading okay. up to the endoscopy. But yeah, had the endoscopy um, 60 days after being on the gluten challenge. And then, yeah, the results came back, definitely celiac. And then I was gluten-free just before Christmas of 2020. Wow. And so do yeah. I have to do the endoscopy to diagnose celiac disease rather than just the blood test? It kind of differs. Some people just go off the blood test, but okay. in Australia, especially, it's still the gold standard to go mm -hmm. and get an endoscopy um, and have that biopsy done to check your villi and, you know, make sure that you definitely have celiac because some people can either be, you know, can have a negative positive or it right. can be a positive negative. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so confusing. Yeah. Did you have like a last meal? when you were doing the gluten challenge yeah i kind of had a bit of a last to ride like maccas was pretty much the the main thing i was like oh i am going to miss that yeah and people in the gluten-free community were like oh just live it up you know like just go out and and do the gluten challenge and just eat whatever you want but at that point i was so ridiculously sick yeah and it was like the lead up to christmas and like i just wanted it to be over I'd, i would yeah. rather be gluten-free than than go through that but um yeah, Macca's, the last meal was, was a, I think, a Macca's meal. And that was, that was pretty good. Had my Big Mac and my nuggets. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. After you get the diagnosis of celiac disease, what happens next? Like, what is the plan of attack? So basically just going on the really strict gluten-free diet and then just trying to heal yourself as much as possible. I mean, that's really the only known management of it yeah. for celiac disease is that strict gluten-free diet. And yeah, your body basically just starts to heal after that time. And a lot of people do take like different approaches. Like they start doing like a whole 30 or, you know, going just really bland sort of, you know, just uh, like veggies and, yeah. and meats and just cutting out a lot of other stuff. But for me, I just, uh, I kind of kept everything else in the diet minus the gluten, obviously. And just went through the pantry as well at home and looked at all the labels and we chucked out so much food. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like prepackaged food has so many may contain gluten labels on there. Basically just getting your head around that and doing like a first shop as well. Yeah. Post celiac and finding what is gluten-free and what isn't gluten-free. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
it's it's definitely been a journey but i've learned so much even just in you know this 18 or so month period because with celiac disease even those may contain glutens that can also you can't you can't have that either can you no no it's um any traces of gluten can basically cause that reaction mm-hmm. and um some people sort of you know, don't take it as strict and dabble with the make and same, but actually had someone on my podcast who works in a manufacturing facility okay. and talks about like, you know, how much risk it is of cross-contamination yeah. there. If they're putting it on the label, it's like most yeah. probably going to be containing gluten. So, um, yeah. yeah, I just, I don't, uh, you know. Don't dabble in the may contains. <laughs> don't dabble in it. No, that's right. Can you remember yeah. what your immediate reaction was to finding out that it was definite that you have celiac disease and you were now going to have to be gluten-free? Yeah, I was actually really excited. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was a kind of, I'm guessing you like had this sort of reaction when you had your diagnosis, like you just sort of sit there <laughs> trying to just soak it up, but it's like a shock but as well as like a um, kind of a validation as well. Cause I just, I felt like I was a hypochondriac yeah. and I, I suppose like I always kind of have been, but in a way it sort of enabled that like yeah. to, to be like, okay, yeah, you do actually have a problem and to label it. And yeah, I just thought I was going crazy. Like, yeah. you know, dropping weight, having all these different symptoms and then, uh, but to be told like, yeah, there is something wrong with you. It was kind of like, yeah. Okay. Like, I can have a diagnosis now and move forward with that and, um, and yeah, just kind of get myself healthier and have a better life because of that. And I actually, I remember I rang my wife straight afterwards and like, I just shouted in the phone, like I have celiac (laughs) and she thought I said something completely different. I can't remember what she thought I said, but, um, yeah, she, she was like kind of same thing, kind of like shocked, but happy that we had a definite diagnosis and we could move forward and just you know make things better after that basically did it change much for your family like did they have to go gluten-free as well they they don't um have to go gluten-free but we just like every family and every household like kind of decides what to do for themselves but we kind of decided that to just go gluten-free like in the house minus like having a small cupboard of gluten containing products so my wife still has like wheat bix and um and some porridge and just like other you know gluten containing Mm -hmm. stuff but it's just in this small cupboard and then everything else is is just gluten-free because and for the reason because like i started cooking and baking a lot more as well since my diagnosis and we sat down and talked about I'm just going to be cooking and baking so much more now, kind of out of necessity. So I want to sort of be in that space where we, if you're happy to just cook gluten-free and, you know, bake gluten-free together. And she said, yeah, for sure. And um, so anytime she makes gluten, she just, yeah, just has it separately. And we do have to kind of be conscious as well though of the kids because they could carry the gene. Okay. And our eldest is actually going to get tested uh, soon. Okay. Had the blood test for it. So they do still have to have gluten in their diets leading up to that. And uh, yeah, to, to be tested correctly. I was about to say, you know, when people hear celiac disease or gluten intolerance, I think the first thing that comes to mind is like, oh my God, we're never going to be able to eat out ever again, especially yeah. with the threat of cross-contamination and suddenly having to cook at home and, and sort of be on top of all of that. What was your lifestyle like before being diagnosed with celiac disease? Like, were you eating out a lot? Like, did did much have to change for you? Yeah, like a heap. But it at the same time, it was during COVID. So it was sort of this weird yeah. period where it was like, it was sort of 
in a way, I mean, there's no perfect time to get a diagnosis, yeah. but it kind of was a, yeah. <laughs> a sort of a good time to get a diagnosis. Yeah. Cause I was at home basically all the time. I couldn't, we couldn't really go out. Yeah. We got takeaway like, you know, um, a few times, but that was sort of during the gluten challenge. Yeah. And then from places where like, I would, you know, ask the questions and learn to, you know, ask, do you, you know, all those normal questions you ask as a celiac and make sure that your food's completely gluten-free and celiac safe. But yeah, it was sort of this strange period where I just sort of had this, you know, the world had slowed down. So I could sort of, you know, figure out this disease for myself and um, yeah, just taking that time to, to really figure it out. But yeah, we were eating out and, you know, at any chance really, like yeah. I would just go to the pub with mates and not have to worry about this sort of stuff. I'd be drinking beers, you know, like it's just, it's a whole different approach to it. When you have, when you're diagnosed with celiac, yeah. you just got to relearn all those, all those situations. And especially like my wife and I talk about it all the time, spontaneity, just, yeah. you know, like the end of the week or the weekend and you're just so tired from work. <laughs> you just want to go, you know what, take away tonight. Yeah. And like, unless it's like a hundred percent celiac safe place or you've been there before and they know you, yeah, it's, you can't really do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a different social navigation. Mm -hmm. I think that's the hardest part. Yeah. I saw a great TikTok from Phil hates gluten where it was like, yeah. <laughs> he was in the car and it's like your point of view, you're like going out trying to decide where to eat dinner tonight with me. And it's like him scrolling his phone being like, oh, I don't know if I can eat there. No. Oh okay, I can't eat there. It's like, yes. <laughs> it's, so, it's so true. Like, so true. You can feel like such a burden as well when it's your dietary requirements that are maybe holding the group back with this spontaneity. I th I think absolutely. And I, I love Phil hates gluten yeah. stuff. He's, he's so good. Yeah. Just shout out to Phil actually. But yeah, it's spot on as well. Cause it's like, it kind of feels up to you. Yeah. And that it's your responsibility to kind of like choose where to eat or like ordering out, like, you know, people look at you first. They're like, well, what do, yeah. do you want to order first? And it's like, oh, and I've never been that sort of person where I'm like, okay, so yes, at the table, yeah. we're going to have this and this. And this. I'm like, I'm just not like that. I'm more yeah. of like the introvert. I'll sit back, you know, I'll let people order and then I'll order afterwards. And, you know, I just want to keep the peace kind yeah. of thing, but I've sort of had to learn to really speak up and, yeah, to say like when I'm eating out now, I just say like straight up, I have celiac disease and then I sort of wait for a bit of a response. And, you know, if they talk to me about their gluten-free items and stuff then and their cross-contamination protocols and everything, then I'm happy. But if they don't, then I sort of have to ask a few more questions. And if I don't feel safe, I just, you just leave. Yeah. Like there's, there's no, like you just find someone else, somewhere else to eat. Yeah. No one's going to be offended. It's definitely different. It's, it's a whole new way of life. And I never thought I would, you know, be one of those people as well that would um, be with dietary requirements, yeah. like in a really weird, ironic way, and maybe a twist of fate. Like I used to mock those people and like, you know, to, to say like, oh, you're gluten-free or, you know, you this and that diet. And yeah, like now I'm, I am in that situation. It's just a totally different yeah. frame of mind to see it from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing everything that you know now, looking back, especially in those final months of 2020 or the start of 2021 when you've just been diagnosed, looking back, what was perhaps one of the hardest things that at the time you were like, this is never going to get any easier, but now it has gotten easier? 
Has there been any moments like that when you look back? Yeah, it's hard to pick just one. Yeah. Yeah, basically just just the diet in general and the social situations like yeah. like trips away and that sort of thing, just, just planning. We've had a few trips away just recently and in my mind I was thinking, oh, it's just too much because we, we've got two young daughters as well now and like to, just to leave the house for like, you know, it just takes an extra 20 minutes yeah. or half an hour sometimes. And yeah, but I think it's just, it has gotten easier, you know, figuring out the diet and just kind of by trial and error, just figuring out, you know, where is safe to eat, what questions I have to ask. And it's still a journey and I still find things really hard because I am so early on, yeah. but kind of hence why I started an Instagram page and started a podcast, like in a kind of, in a sort of selfish way, like I am just trying to learn from others on their gluten-free yeah. journeys and them having celiac disease and learning what they have, you know, sort of dealt with and how they've moved forward in their journey. Mm -hmm. And in a way that's, that it's just really helping me figure out my own diagnosis and this new way of life and the gluten-free diet and everything. Yeah. I scrolled all the way back to some of the first posts on a gluten-free family on oh Instagram. <laughs> and in one of the captions, you said that you were really trying to find the positives of this situation. Yeah. What are some of the positives of having celiac disease? Basically, like, I'm just so happy that I'm way healthier now. Like, yeah. that, that sort of initial, you know, shock when I was first diagnosed, I'm just so, so much happier and healthier. And I'm able to to do stuff that I wasn't able to do before. Like, I, could, I just couldn't even really move around at yeah. one point, like, during that gluten challenge as, like, I can't live like this. This is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Like my body's just seizing up and like, I'm just, I'm skinny as I'm so much healthier now. And I'm, I'm slowly putting back on weight. I'm still, yeah, just getting healthier and, and feeling happier, you know, every day basically. And yeah, the other positive is finding this, this gluten-free community as yeah. well, like connecting with people and chatting to them and hearing their stories and, um, yeah, that's just been an absolute game changer, especially during COVID when I couldn't get out and see people in the local community and speak to other people with celiac disease. Yeah, finding them online and connecting with them and sort of, yeah, feeling like you're just part of this uh, really tight-knit community. Yeah. Like it's, it's so tight-knit and it's kind of like, you know, I've played in bands and stuff in the past and been part of like, you know, smaller sort of niche groups, but like this one especially is just like everybody is out to like 99% are out to like help each other, lift each yeah. other up and just like help each other through these times because we just know <laughs> what yeah. each other is are going through. Yeah. So you mentioned that finding this community online has been really beneficial, but have there been any other resources since getting your diagnosis that have really helped you? Yeah, Celiac Australia, especially they're the um, uh, organization in Australia. They do fantastic fantastic work and they're always you know spreading news about research and updates and just basically just trying to make people's lives with celiac disease in australia much better and um yeah, yeah they have been a awesome resource like i signed up to them pretty much as soon as i was diagnosed and they sent out this huge hamper it's it's so good and i swear for the money you're paying for the sign up fee like that hamper alone yeah. is worth it like i think i put it up on instagram a while back like the act what they actually put in it yeah and it's bonkers like wow. they, they just put in like all these gluten-free treats and samples of stuff and um like you even get a card to to woolworths i don't know if you have woolworths in um new zealand it's called so. countdown here same logo countdown. 
Okay. It's called Countdown. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, you get a card, uh, a discount card there, oh. and yeah, you just say that you have celiac disease because they're members, they're um like affiliates with them. Yeah. Yeah. They just have all these great programs and and things for people with celiac disease in Australia to amazing to get on board and yeah yeah they're great yeah they've been really helpful. That discount is helpful because. Eating gluten-free can be a bit more expensive, can't it? For sure, especially if you're buying, like, a lot of the prepackaged stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, and gluten-free, like, you can just basically, you know, shop on the outside of the supermarket and, you know, just get your veggies and and meats if if you eat meat and just, like, your, you know, rice and there's gluten-free pastas and stuff. But, yeah, like, a lot of the prepackaged stuff, yeah, you just have to... Have to double check those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of reading labels. Absolutely, I just <laughs> like I swear I'm getting so quick at it. Like I yeah. saw someone put that up on Instagram, like how like an expert label reader you become when you're being diagnosed. Yeah. But like even just in my 18 months, like I can just look at the back of a packet and I see it straight away. Like gluten <laughs> or contains yeah. wheat. Or, yeah, you become pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. What would be your top tips for someone who might be listening and has just been diagnosed? Yeah, just basically reach out to on social media mm-hmm. and just sort of build build a community around yourself. Um, obviously, you have to go on a um, a strict gluten free diet and just know that uh, like it gets it does get easier. Yeah. I'm currently on a uh, low FODMAP diet and I'm ruling out other intolerances and I never okay. thought that I would react to certain foods that I now am, but um, yeah. it's good just to, you know, just keep an open mind about things as well. And so many people will be offering advice yeah. <laughs> and saying like, oh, you know, my cousin's sister's brother is gluten-free or they have celiac and, you know, you should do this and this and this and that helped. And it's like, just like smile and nod and take that on board. But at the end of the day, like you just got to do what's right for you yeah. and your healing journey will be completely different to someone else's. Like I felt better in a couple of days, like being gluten-free, like straight away, but then things sort of regressed and, you know, I started getting a few other symptoms again, but yeah. in the long term, like, you know, 18 months down the track, I feel like a hundred times better. Wow. But yeah, like everybody is going to have a different journey, you know, being diagnosed at different stages of their life. So yeah, just do what's right for you. And yeah, you'll learn along the way. Like I've, I have absolutely made some mistakes, some very, very silly mistakes. Yeah. Um, And I've been glutened as well a few times, but yeah, you, it'll get better and you'll learn as you go. Yeah. I was going to ask what happens when you get glutened or if you get glutened, what would be the symptoms or the signs where you're like, oh no, I just messed up then? <laughs> yeah. So basically it has happened like that I know for sure because um, I ate half a gluten cupcake, like <gasps> maybe four months or so into diagnosis. Oh, it was no. just a mess up. It was it was kind of my own fault for not double checking yeah. with the cafe and stuff. And I should have just been more on top of it. And I sm- even just smelling it, I was like, oh, this smells like they must be using some really good gluten-free flour yeah. here. Like, like this not- is too good to be true. Too good. Yeah. <laughs> and I even looked at my wife and I was like, this is, this tastes, you know, this is tastes like gluten. <laughs> like, and she's like, no, 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 they said it was gluten-free. Basically, I just, uh, I get brain fog. Like I got yeah. brain fog straight away. And I have a weird thing where like, instead of having... <laughs> the diarrhea I'll have constipation instead okay for like the first 
day or so. And then yeah. after that, it's just, yeah, the other way around and it just, yeah, it goes crazy. But I, I don't vomit or anything. I don't like bring it up that way, but yeah, just the brain fog. And I get this really intense back pain and it's in one okay. little spot down the lower back. Yeah. And that just sort of stays there for a while. And then I'll sort of cramp up for a few days and just feel kind of lethargic, t totally out of it. And I sort of recover by the third or fourth day if I just pump the water, um, yeah. keep up the hot water bottles. And yeah, that's basically, <laughs> that's basically what happens. Yeah. There are a lot of myths surrounding oh, celiac yeah. disease and being gluten-free. What would be the funniest myth that you've heard or perhaps even just the funniest question that you've gotten from someone being like, is this gluten-free? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a lot. There's a, there's a lot of different misconceptions and myths, but the funniest one was, I think someone actually once said like, is that contagious? Like is <laughs> because I guess, it, and, and fair enough, it's like, it's a, it is a disease. Like they say it's a disease. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, but they, they said like, is that is that contagious? And sort of like taking a step back and it's like, no, 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 it's just, you know, it's an autoimmune disease. It's something with my immune system. It's, I can't pass this on to you. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that was probably the, the funniest one. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, oh, there's some shockers. The one that gets me is when people are like, oh no, it's whole wheat. Yes. You can have that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or like, um, yeah, like buckwheat, um, like people confuse those, those flowers, yeah. but yeah. There are some, and just thinking that it's like an allergy as well. That's the, yeah. that, I think that's one of the biggest ones. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a hard one. <laughs> and I guess if you don't have anyone in your life that is gluten-free or has celiac or just even like knows about gluten, it would be so hard. Like I, I've Absolutely. had a few people be like, can you eat rice? It's like, yeah, I can yes. eat rice. Literally, that is what I eat. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. um, get that. Because I thought it was as well. Like, I had absolutely yeah. no idea about it beforehand. Like, I th yeah, I thought that rice had gluten in it. I thought it was actually a sugar. Like, it was like the gluttonous um, protein. That's, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my wife just, like, laughed at me when I was trying to explain that to her when she was talking about, you know, the gluten-free diet and, and celiac and everything. And I was like, so what, what actually is it? Like, what is this gluten thing? I thought, th yeah, I thought it was just, I think I thought it was glucose or something like that. Yeah, instead. that's fair. Yeah. You're like, oh God, there's, that's it. No more chocolate. Yeah. No more lollies. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> How cool has it been uh, watching MasterChef Australia and uh, having a celiac contestant on the show? I know you just had her on your podcast. Yeah. How has that been? Yeah, Melanie Person to to watch her go on to MasterChef. It was like, what? A celiac on TV? Like that, like I was never looking for it before, I guess. Like, you know, gluten-free yeah. or celiac stuff beforehand. But I'm, you know, I am certain that there wasn't anybody on national television saying like, I have celiac disease and I'm gluten-free yeah. and I'm going to cook this. Like, I just never remember that. And to have Mel, who's just a, such an amazing baker and cooker herself, yeah, to, yeah, to watch her compete on this, you know, <laughs> nationally broadcast show, yeah. and to show people what gluten-free food is, and that it can be awesome and taste amazing, yeah. it was just mind blowing. So I was like, oh, I've got to get her on the podcast, and I reached yeah. out to her, and she said, yeah, for sure, I'll come on, and I'd love to have a chat, and. Anytime that I talk to someone who's gluten-free or has celiac disease, I just get this buzz and yeah. yeah, like chatting to her was just, it was awesome. And, uh, she's just doing such great things. She's, I think she's going to do some amazing things now Ooh. as well. Post show. Yeah. 
Although no spoilers, because it's only just airing in New Zealand. So I don't want to have anyone come at me. I know I've no. got a few MasterChef fans that listen to the show. Okay. So no spoilers. No spoilers at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I guess my final question, if you could go back and say something to Ben, who doesn't have a diagnosis yet or is in those early stages of having to do the gluten challenge and you feel rubbish and everything you're putting into your body is just making you feel worse. Mm. If you could go back to that time and tell yourself something, what do you think you would say? I think I'd probably just say it's going to be okay. Yeah. Just take a step back because you're going to get an answer pretty soon as well. And it's not what you think it is. I thought I'm, I thought I was dying basically. Like I thought I just wasn't, (laughs) you know, getting an answer and it's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not what you think, but you are going to get an answer and you're going to feel validated soon and having an answer to it will improve it and things are going to get way better and it's going to change your life so much and open up a lot of doors and a whole new community and you're going to be a better, better dad as well. You're not going to be, um, you know feeling horrible the whole time you'll be able to you know do things with the kids and be a better husband and a better friend and yeah mentally and physically you're going to feel way better soon so just hold on and (laughs) and you'll learn as you go and yeah just just keep on going amazing thank you so much for sharing your story with me if people want to find you they can find you on instagram a.gf family you're also behind the gluten-free podcast which i'll make sure that i link in the show notes so people can come and find you but thank you so much awesome thank you jess i've had a great time speaking to you today yay if you missed all of those places to find ben and a gluten-free family on the internet you can always head to the show notes i'll make sure to pop all of the links there thank you so much for listening to another episode of that so chronic don't forget to press follow if you're new here and you can always find me over on instagram and tiktok I'm at That's So Chronic. As always, I really appreciate all of the shares. So if you enjoyed this episode, why not share it with your gluten-free friend? That really helps That's So Chronic reach more ears around the world to hopefully spread awareness and more importantly, hope. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm just off to go and get a gluten-free treat.